station to station back here recording on September 7th. Uh, my battery mate today, Dustin, uh, been a little bit since we last recorded Dustin just over a week. And I think the Jays fortunes have changed a little bit. Um, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can say that, um, you know, as, as somebody who lives and dies with every win and loss, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure um, some of the those listening to us can uh, appreciate that uh, we're on a little bit of a high note. So it's feeling good and looking forward to all the stress and excitement of the, the remainder of the September baseball that we get to see here. All right. Well, let's go into the rundown. Just a brief review uh, since we last recorded. Uh, so the Jays have had nine games and three series. Series number one, uh, where we actually recorded uh, the last game of that series, uh, and they won that series two to one over the Nationals. Game one, six to three win. Game two, a five to four loss. And game three, uh, an authoritative seven nothing win. At least, you know, we got one there that was stress free, you know, a little bit of a, a, a thumping, calm our nerves a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Obviously, you're hopeful against um, that team, like you know, for a, a little bit better than two to one. But hey, you know, I'll take a series win, uh, especially with the way Texas Rangers have been playing lately. So yeah, the next series was the Colorado Rockies. Um, we won that series two to one as well. Another series where we hope to get a three nothing. Uh, or a sweep rather um, game one was 13 to nine a tight game um, also in the second game on Saturday seven to eight another tight game and and that was a loss and then a, a win on Sunday seven to five so a pretty uh, stressful series um, what do you think about that one Dustin I thought this series is an absolute circus uh, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't think we should expect any less from Coors Field, but these have to be the three highest scoring games of the season. And you know, the games were back and forth. The Jays were winning, and then they give up, they give up a lead, then they, you know, come back. Uh, that eight to seven loss on Saturday, they actually uh, had the bases loaded, and. Uh, I think um, Horowitz had struck out in that game. And really, if he could have done pretty much anything, uh, that game is tied, goes to extra innings. But I thought that series uh, in general was an absolute circus. And I, I, to be honest, at the end of it, I was happy to get out of it with a two-to-one win. Yeah, you never know what to expect in the, at the Mile High City. And <laughs> I think you expect big runs, and that's what we got. So... Lucky we came out on the top of it, despite some uh, nail-biting events, as you point out. Uh, you know, another nail-biting series was this last series with the A's. I mean, that that stadium's just a a joke of a stadium, um, and I think you, we're lucky. Dustin, to- have you ever have you ever uh, seen it or been there? Not in the flesh, no. I, I have, so I've been on a train. I was headed south from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And the train, you, like the train doesn't actually go to San Francisco. You got to hop it in uh, in Oakland and right. uh, cross, uh, cross the bay there. And the train pulls out of the station and by this like 
basically concrete prison, which is <laughs> which is the which is that uh, that stadium where uh, the Raiders used to play, and and now the A's. Uh, I guess they're finishing up uh, before they probably move off to Los uh, to excuse me Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the the state of the dugouts from TV. It's just that's it's not a major league stadium. Um, but you know, hey, that was not a really a major league team either. And um, I think this was for me a disappointing series because you know I think we needed a sweep here. This was the one that I was eyeing out of this stretch that was absolutely a, you know, a, a needed sweep. I mean, the, the way that the Texas Rangers played lately made it not so needed, I guess, but man, that uh, five to two loss on Wednesday um, was tough to watch. I don't think I, um, I don't think I even finished watching the game because, you know, it was, it was so upsetting <laughs> to me, but, um, you know, Monday six to five was an- another one that was just like too close uh, for comfort. Um, but Tuesday's game seven to one, that, that one inning was, you know, all you could ask for, you know, the, but the kind of exciting <laughs> inning that we hope for. Dustin, like, it still was more interesting than it needed to be. I can tell you uh, well, that that's particular, true. Yeah. Well, that that particular night, I went to. I actually went to bed. I think it must have been at the or the beginning of that inning, and it was still zero to zero at that point. And I'm, and I'm, I was listening to the radio, and I was like, I, I gotta go to bed, man. I, I, I got, you know, I got a kid <laughs> that's probably gonna wake up. I got work in the morning, and I was like, I'm just going to bed, hoping, hoping that you know things will will be will turn out right and I, I think I checked um I think I checked my phone at I don't know 3 3 a.m or something crazy like that and it was a seven mm-hmm. to one I did like a mini mini fist pump um, but I, I would agree with you this was I think um, the most I think it was the most disappointing series in terms of this whole uh, nine game run and you know yesterday you know being the the cherry on the on the top there I uh, the of course the bats not showing up again and just uh i don't know just an, it just seemed like another opportunity that was lost but i kind of think that this is you know this team is it's almost too consistent right so we have <laughs> two we have three so we have three series wins all two to one um they they just you know they seem to kind of plod along and I think as of yesterday, going into the game, they were actually the like the most amount of games over 500 um, they ever have been, essentially. So, or at least mm. this. Season. So, um, they finished that road trip four and two. September record right now is four and two, but definitely it seemed like you know, couple games that you know if that that game on um, on Saturday against Colorado, if that goes the other way, I think they pick up another game. Because I think everybody lost um, that uh, that particular night and and you know last night as well. And we're going to talk about some scoreboard watching in a moment. But it's uh, I don't know when when people said you know oh this you know this team's going to go on a tear and we're going to you know we're going to forget all its issues. No 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 we weren't. We were never doing that. This this team is what it is, and it would continue. It's going to continue plodding along, and uh, with some big games coming up and. 
you kind of just hope that they're on the uh, they put up some crooked letters and they're on the better side of the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, it's shaping up to be uh, an interesting September. I know we'll talk about that later, but I, I think that, you know, the some of the frustrating parts of uh, well, I think this this game that we were just talking about is is a uh, an example of what I'm about to say, which is that they're finding almost different ways to lose. I mean, uh, Trevor Richards giving up three runs, you know, is just something that we haven't seen in a long time. He's, you know, the bullpen and him spe- specifically has been fairly consistent and fairly, you know, trustworthy. Um, but, you know, that's that's where basically the loss happened, you know, given the, the three-run deficit. So um, it's just a little frustrating from that point of view of, you know, we couldn't take advantage of the, those amazing pitching performances that we had throughout, you know, the summer months and, you know, really just put ourselves ahead of the pack because now, you know, y- y- the bullpens can't be perfect forever. They are fickle um, beasts and hopefully that they can at least hold it together long enough to get us into the playoffs. And, and then I think, you know, who knows what will happen in, in the postseason. Well, Dustin, I don't think I've done as much scoreboard watching over the past, I would say, uh, six days as I have um, <laughs> in that time. Uh, basically, every night I was, you know, on the MLB app, I would just go to the scoreboard, just kind of scan yeah. and see. And I, a lot of the results, uh, unlike August, were actually going in the Jays' favor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Texas is collapsing, um, you know, and thankfully, you know, we've been able to maintain that that sort of half game up down kind of position that that three four way race that's going on between uh, Toronto, um, uh, Houston, Texas, and Seattle. Um, you know, it's going to like, just like you. Yeah. This is probably the most scoreboard watching I've done in my baseball viewing career, to be honest. Um, but uh, Hey, that's, I mean, when, when those years of, of, you know, Blue Jays fandom meant that September was a, you know, it was a dead, never, a dead, yeah, a dead rubber. Yeah. We're out of it. And, you know, you're just watching for the, the kids that are, they're calling up, you know, we were asking for back then interesting, great September baseball, and we're getting it. <laughs> Maybe uh, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't, you know, be too frustrated with it, despite the, the the headaches that it's giving us. Well, you know, we'll all have some sweaty palms over the next month. Well, I guess less than a month, but we'll have some sweaty palms leading up to the end of the season. Now. In that nine-game stretch, Seattle is four and five, uh, Houston six and three, and Texas, as you mentioned, is three and six. Houston, uh, they actually swept Boston, then got swept, and then and then did us a little favor and swept uh, Texas, uh, leaving the Jays 0.5 games up in the um, in the wild card as we currently sit. Now, our next opponent 
is the Kansas City Royals uh, at home. They have a 44 and 97 record and are pretty much just as bad as the Oakland Athletics. This is the, I guess, the final uh, series of this kind of run of playing bad teams. And uh, I did note that the, um, the Kansas City Royals are actually 28th in the majors since the All-Star break. So they're actually uh, just worse than the Oakland Athletics. Oh, really? That's, that's interesting to hear. I kind of look at this as maybe not as, as much of a gimme as, as the Oakland series. Um, I think they have some pretty good pitching, and, and that's been our kryptonite here. So we'll see. Um, it's at home, so that's good. Um, and I think, uh, you know, there's just a lot to play for here, and hopefully this team can show up. Well, uh, pitching matchups seem to be pretty good for the Jays. Uh, Kikuchi will be going on Friday night. Uh, the Jays have not announced their starter for the second and third game, but based on how things have been proceeding it looks like it'll be gosman and barrios following yeah i don't see any real reason to switch it up i mean unless you want barrios in against texas or gosman i don't know i don't see any reason to move it around but um yeah i mean those are i think there's not a lot of distance between one and five on the the pitching rotation right now. So I'm happy to see any of those, those guys out there. Well, this, this is how we would expect it to go, but John Schneider doesn't seem to have any issues ruffling uh, the uh, Blue Jays fans uh, feathers as uh, so who knows, who knows what uh, curveball he'll throw our way uh, in the coming, uh, coming series. Now, following that series, we have a uh, probably the most important series, I think, of the series. Um, excuse me, of the Absolutely. season so far. Uh, we have a four-game massive series at home versus the Texas Rangers. Absolutely, that's going to be super critical. I mean, they're the only team that we face down the stretch that we're in this race with. So this is the only opportunity to actually grab full games and just bury a team, you know, going, um, you know, three and one in this series would not only kind of, you know, put some distance between us and them, but would also uh, give us that uh, tiebreaker um, season series against the team in case, you know, it came down that close, which it looks like it might. Well, and, and that's really the key for me is, you know, you win this series, you have the tiebreaker, but how incredible, Dustin, would be if let, if the Jays came out and swept the Rangers and just pile drive them. Like, they, they've been in a, in a bad way the last while, and how incredible would that be? Oh, please. Like, pray to the baseball gods that that, that happens. I would be, um, I would be back on board, back on it. Well, Texas actually plays Oakland this weekend. Uh, so I think uh, hey, the Jays yeah. definitely want to keep it going because I don't expect uh, – I don't ex really expect uh, Texas to uh, drop games or get swept like they did versus Houston. Uh, Houston actually is the division leader in the West as we speak, as they took over for Seattle, as they're kind of scuffling a little bit. 
Uh, and uh, I did note that I believe uh, Texas plays Seattle the end of September as well. So there could be some drop games there. But this next yeah. four game series, uh, I will be watching as many of these games as possible. Uh, I will be on the edge of my seat. And uh, I'll be hoping for the best. Uh, I, I would imagine, you know, I think uh, a sweep is extremely wishful thinking. I would expect uh, either a three to one series win or a split, and that wouldn't be great. But um, I think that's probably how it's going to go down. What do you think, Dustin? Uh, oof, man, I <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Now I'm not usually a superstition person, but I I think it's got to be three to one at least. Um, a split would be okay, I guess, but that's just going to cut it so close down the stretch. Um, you know, Boston, New York, Tampa Bay, New York, Tampa Bay. That's, that's what we're looking at after that. So those aren't going to be easy games either. And um, I mean, either way, it's going to feel like a playoff series, this four game set. Well, I did have an opportunity to go to game number one. And unfortunately I just couldn't swing it so i will uh i'll be watching from home and yelling at my tv rather than yelling <laughs> from the uh, left field bleachers dustin a couple of housekeeping items uh, we should probably talk about uh, alec manoa there's been some i guess developments in his world that i was hoping you could share uh what's happened as well as your thoughts on, uh, on it. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of days ago, maybe two days ago, uh, Ben Nicholson Smith tweeted out that um, uh, the Buffalo Bisons put Alec Manoa on the inactive list, which is essentially like a injured list type uh, list that you can put people on just to clear a spot. Um, it, he cleared it up. I think there was some early speculation about from at least from us about, you know, why that could be, you know, um, and, and we've talked a lot about that. He cleared it up and said, well, it's, you know, it's just uh, because he hasn't pitched in however many weeks and he's still building up and the team needs the roster spot in order to at least, you know, throw somebody out there. Um, I don't know what to think of it. I think I speculated that there could be some um, mental issues, you know, mental health issues in terms of just, it's, I'm sure it's been a rough year for him, um, you know, to go from Cy Young candidate opening day starter to, you know, you know, not going to see another major league game this year, probably Uh, it's gotta be tough. And, you know, there have been guys, I think Zach Granke was one. There's been some other guys who've talked about, you know, the the difficulty of dealing with, you know, the pressure and whatever. Um, so that was some speculation. I, you know, obviously we don't know a whole lot about it. And it does make some sense what they're saying in terms of his inactivity for a couple of weeks, you know, means that he can't just go out there and pitch. But the question is why has there been that inactivity for a couple of weeks? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think the only thing we can say is that we're not going to see him this year. 
And then it just kind of makes you wonder, like, what is his story going to be going forward, right? Is he going to be when, you know, in 2027, when we say, remember Alec Manoa? Is it going to be, remember that guy that was just a flash in the pan? And, you know, where is he now? Is it going to be he's pitching, you know, meaningful games and he's a perennial side young candidate and we're going to say remember when he had that weird year where he just couldn't find it you know we don't know what his story is going to be but I guess it's interesting to to find out well it's quite it's quite the fall from grace that uh, he's experienced and I I thought uh you know, I, I don't know if the Jays really wanted to call him back up in July, but I think they were kind of forced to with the mm-hmm. whole four-man rotation. And I think I think those guys have kind of had their fill and probably told someone, uh, you, like, you got to do something about this because we can't keep, you know, going out there on a four-man rotation on short rest forever. And, and you know, Ryu wasn't ready at that point to come back. And so maybe, you know, maybe they brought him up. And he wasn't terrible he wasn't as bad as he was prior um you know in his prior stint but you know i I guess it's gonna we're gonna see if you know he does get moved off of that inactive list and he does pitch in buffalo if he doesn't get moved off that inactive list and we don't see him uh i yeah i'm i'm at a loss as well and uh I, i really don't know what's going on you know i i had speculated that you know if this is not something mutual then, you know, the Jays would have to trade him. But, you know, that would be at his essentially lowest value as well. Yeah, absolutely. That that wouldn't be a, a good outcome, I think, for anyone, really. But you're right. I mean, if he's disillusioned with the team and he can't, if there's some kind of, you know, friction there between him and the team, like he's angry about the treatment or uh whatever the case may be you know maybe yeah it is um uh, worth trading him but you know i think i think there's value there he's shown that he can do the job at least one year so there's something they got to figure it out um you know i i we might find out more in the in the off season well, and, and they've been really closely guarded with information as well. And maybe maybe that's because maybe the, the situation, maybe it is, you know, a mental health issue and the Jays are being very careful about things. Now, the Jays uh, over the past nine games have really uh, leaned on uh, the Buffalo Jays. In fact, uh, I think the game on Sunday versus Colorado essentially – the, the entire infield was essentially a triple-A infield uh, side of Kevin Biggio, but let's be honest, at times he's pretty much a triple-A player. Um, <laughs> but they seem to be leaning on the Buffalo Jays over this period of time when they've uh, had some uh, injuries to very significant players. Yeah, it makes you wonder, you know, what it would have been like, you know, bringing these guys up a little earlier. I mean, I you know, I don't blame them necessarily. I'm not going to hindsight it here and say, well, they should have been up in July. But, you know, it does make you wonder, you know, what if you you kind of, um, instead of trading for Paul DeYoung, for example, you know, played Schneider a little more, 
or brought up somebody who can play, you know, um, from, you know, uh, or what's it called? Shortstop. Um, but, you know, hey, I, I'll take it. This is good sort of news given some of the, um, some of the guys that are, you know, on their last year and, uh, you know, Chapman, uh, Kiermaier, uh, I think Springer, is this the last year for Springer? No, he's, he's one more year for him. Uh, I think one or two. I think this is year three of five. I think isn't it? Oh, okay. So he's either, either way. You know, up. belt. Um, there's a number of there's a number of players that are sort of gonna come off that um, that payroll, and you know, it's good to see that we have some options here, and there'll be. Uh, I'm sure they'll do some stuff in the off season, but. As far as I understand, this kind of free agent class this year isn't great. So, hey, you know, it's good to have some cheap options, and um, I'm loving it. Well, one of those Buffalo Jays uh, that was called up, of course, is Davis Schneider. Uh, if you haven't heard of, if you haven't heard his name, you've been definitely sleeping under a rock the last, uh, I would say, month or so. Uh, because he's obviously really come out and really swung the bat extremely well. I was actually listening to an interview with the AAA hitting coach yesterday and really insightful uh, in terms of, you know, what they do at that level. And essentially, you know, they know what, you know, these guys are good at. They're just trying to polish, kind of just polish them out. Uh, David Schneider, uh, you know, and even the hitting coach said it's not really much of a secret that his weakness is the high fastball, and that's essentially what they've been trying to work on. Now, David Schneider was given a day off on Monday, which is game number one of the Oakland series, and Jays fans absolutely lost it, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got to play the hot hand, right? Um, you know, it's it's funny, <laughs> that high fastball. I was thinking about that. Like, there's a lot of talk on – Blue Jays media about how, oh, yeah, David Schneider's weakness is that high fastball. And it's true, you know, early in the last couple um, weeks, at least early on, that has been his weakness. But I've noticed lately that he's been hitting the high fastball. I've got a little tin foil hat theory that they're saying, oh, yeah, his weakness is the, the high fastball, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then Really, it's not. Playing <laughs> exactly. Yeah, throw him the high fastball because I think the the home run he hit on um, on uh, this last game, yesterday's game, was a kind of a elevated fastball. If I remember. I may I may be wrong about that. But um, what was that? Did, did someone did someone just hit a home run, Dustin? <laughs> An ad played on my computer. <laughs> Sorry about that. Are you are you a fan of another team not telling us? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, okay. So I, I, I'm going to go into this situation a little bit. I, I completely understand the frustration of you know Jays fans. Why why is David Schneider not playing? They won this game. Okay, so. You know, you, we can we can speculate as to why he did this and how it, may, it doesn't make any sense and yada yada. You know, until the end of time. At the end of the day, the Jays won. Who fucking cares? Let's let's move on, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if they lost, if they lost, of course, this is you know, under, you know, why why did this happen? As a manager, 
like I do think you have to make bold moves at times. And, I, you know, I don't really understand the logical reason why he did this. Saying that, um, looking at kind of how he's played and the upcoming games, I imagine Schneider wanted to give Schneider a day off during that Oakland series. And I guess they felt game number one was, you know, their best their best option. Um, I, As I said, I don't really understand why, but they won the game. Like, you know... I don't. I don't yeah. like this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh, older kind of baseball fans. I mean, in, us included. Who? Uh, who? <laughs> yeah. Well, you could say elder, it. elder millennials. Uh, but even but yeah, uh, who kind of think like they're in in the sort of time when the manager was the decision maker. He was the decider. But that's not the way it is anymore. I mean, these these guys get so many analytical sort of uh, numbers and advice. And they've got a team of people who say, you know, Schneider's no good against guys who throw this kind of, you know, ball or whatever. Like if you want to give them a break, now's the time to give them a break. I mean, the guy doesn't, can't play every day. Um, So yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I'm sure there were some reasons, some analytical personal maybe davis was just like my dogs are barking i need to i need to get off my feet you know who knows um they won the game like you said that's why why complain about it why i i don't know i guess i guess with the internet it's just an excuse for people to complain about things so sure uh yeah it it as i said it was a little puzzling i think there was a lefty on the mound but um yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't really care. Let's let's move on. Now uh, we're gonna go into a segment of we're going to call at least we're not dot <laughs> dot dot. Dustin, uh, you know, throughout this season, I, I think the Jays, uh, you know, as well as they've played and been somewhat consistent, you know, they've tormented us, and so I think this is an opportunity to. Uh, point the finger at uh, another team or its fans and just say, hey, at least we're not this. So wh- why don't you go ahead uh, with your uh, with your uh, your pick this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with at least we're not the Yankees. Um, it's maybe a little off the beaten path in terms of you would expect a bad team because the Yankees have actually, um, I think they've won eight of their last nine. Um, they're playing the kids. And, you know, they're playing some good baseball recently. But what that's done is it's given these Yankee fans, these especially the delusional ones, false hope. They're posting on Twitter, you know, crazy, you know, uh, circumstances that would have to happen in order for them to actually make the playoffs this year. And they actually, some of them, I think, they actually believe that it's going to happen, that they're going to win Win this series, and then win the next one, and then win the next one, and then we got six against the Jays. All we have to do is sweep all six games, and we're in the playoffs. It's like, what are who are you kidding? So at least we're not delusional Yankees fans who think that you know some kind of zero point zero 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 one percent chance of you know happenstance is going to actually happen. Um, yeah, at least we're realistic. Well. I'm going to have a hard time beating that one because uh, the Yankees are 
definitely one of my most hated teams. And uh, I, I'll say this though, Dustin, you know what, the, what really annoys me about the Yankees is that they yeah. always have, they always have this like, you know, blue chip top prospects. Oh, I know. Uh, and, and it's like, what do you mean? Like, why can't the Jays have this, you know? And, and it's just some guy who they've, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but you know, it was Anthony Volpe at the beginning of this season. Now it's the, whatever the Martian or whatever they're calling the Martian him. kid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, like just hitting bombs left and right. But um, you know what? At least we're not the Yankees. I agree. Uh, I would never, I would never want to wear pinstripes. I'm, I guess, Vladimir Guerrero uh, echoes your sentiments. Absolutely. All right. My uh, at least we're not is at least we're not the San Diego Padres who have have taken. uh, I think they've taken disappointment in the 2023 season to a new level. Uh, They have an absolutely stacked team every season, probably for the past four seasons, they've added probably like the best free agent you can add in, in that se- in that particular off season. And they are terrible this year uh, to the point uh, that they are O and 11 in extra inning games, Dustin. So, oh. you know, the extra inning rules have changed where you do get a runner on second base. And somehow this team is O and 11. I, I saw this flash up uh, on the screen. Um, about a week ago and i i that that can't that can't be right that's like that's like jay's level like that's like may 2023 jay's level running runners and scoring because like you can't get one hit in the 10th like good lord yeah that's that's absolutely uh um, yeah at least we're not the padres man wow that's yeah i I would not want to be a padres fan speaking speaking of at least we're not the yankees though they're losing 10 to 3 against Detroit. So excellent. One, <laughs> at least we're not the Yankees. <laughs> I'll save. Uh, I don't really like the Tigers either, but I'll save that for a uh, future well, episode. Yeah. Um, all right, Dustin. I think that is all the time we have. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Al. Take care.